We're going to start with our Shkoyach Moshe. Moshe, Moshe, and Kavamoshe. Moshe Rabbeinu, Hazak Baruch. We have a sponsorship, updated sponsorship with new information. It's wonderful. We have a Talmud Torah sponsor uh, today of Avraham and Shane D. Kelman in memory of our parents and recognition of the hard work of Rabbi Silber. Our Rabbi encourages our community and the internet listeners. Is you guys on Zoom? Are we on Zoom? Let me check. Yes. Hi, Zoom. You guys hear me? Okay. Got thumbs up. Thumbs up from Zoom. Uh, to learn Torah and Midos in his own special effect of Slam, go from Chaylo Chaylo Ad Meyav And we have an updated Daf Yomi sponsor. Thanks, Milt, for the update from Milton and Melia Gertner. Mazel Tov to our daughter Shelly and her husband Bobby Dolitsky on the birth of a baby girl who now, as of now, has a name. So you heard it here first, Rabosai. And Rafua Shlema to this baby girl, Esther Fruma, Bas Shoshana Tova, uh, Bas Mindaleya. Uh, and the, her, her other name is Lucy Olivia. So she has. Esther Fruma, Bashana Tove, and Lucy Levy. She has a lot of names. May she grow up to fill up all of her names with a, with a lot of strength, a lot of nachas to milt, and the entire family from all the children and grandchildren. Wonderful. Today's doc is Lamed Tess. Lamed Tess Malachas. Okay, it's not Shabbos. We're not going to talk about Lamed Tess Malachas. Actually, okay, actually we are. But uh, just a little bit. Just just one of them. Yesterday, we had an amazing halacha of Shomea Ke'one, that listening is like saying. We were talking about Hallel. The Mishnah spoke about Hallel. If somebody was reading Hallel to you, and the reader, the, the, the guy up front, the Shlech Tzibar, is an adult male, you'd be Yodzai just listening. That's what they used to do back then. We're going to bring a Rashi. That Rashi says, nowadays we do, some, we do it a little differently. Rashi actually, a thousand years ago, recited the Hallel a lot like we do today. But in the Mishnaic times, one person would recite it or read it from ev- for everyone. They didn't have a lot of Sidurim. Some people had it memorized. Some people didn't. We said yesterday, if, if it was a katan reading it, he has to re- repeat every verse to be Yotze, because the katan can't be Motze him in the Hallel. But if it's an adult, he's, he's Yotze by repeating. So we, we talked about Shemek. Oh, no, I actually misspoke. I said this Tosvot, which I assigned, if you were here yesterday, I assigned it as homework. I, I hate giving homework on Shabbos, but it was Kedai, this, this Tosvot on Lamed Ches Amazbei, Shema. The Tosvot talks about if you just stay quiet and listen during davening, you could be Yotze. But he says he really doesn't like that. At the end, he says, it's, it's like an interruption. It's like a hefsek. If you're standing there quietly, not davening for a while, it's like a hefsek. If you take an interruption during your davening, say, if it's long enough to finish davening, you ought to go back to the beginning. So here, it's probably a short hefsek for Kadosh, 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 or for Yehesh, Meirah, but it's probably short. Tosav doesn't really like it. At the end, he says, One Adiv, Mitzvah Menuvchar, so he says maybe One is better, maybe Shomek One is not so, not such a hefsek, but he doesn't really like it. Rashi definitely likes it. Because the Rashi says, this is yesterday's daf, okay, we're just, this is, this is Chazara, and this is making it Lamaisa, from what we talked about yesterday, Shomek One. Rashi says, yesterday, Kena mitpololim betzibur, v'shaliach tzibur omer kaddish, o yehesh mei rabba, yishtoku, so stay quiet, if you're in the middle of your own personal Shemona Sreb, it's filata, v'yishma'u bekavana, and listen with intention, so you have to not only listen, you have to hear, because there's such thing. There is such a thing. We we, we learn there's an ancient song. There's there's talking without speaking, hearing without listening, things like this. So that's right here from this Rashi. You have to listen with kavana. You have to you have to be hearing and listening. It's as if you're answering. Because when the shliach tzibur is done saying kedusha, you return to your uh, individual tefillah. So Rashi endorses this Shemek One. Tosfot is not so thrilled with it because it could be a hefsek. The art scroll rules of davening, they endorse it. All the Sidorim I've seen do endorse it. The Shulchan Aruch brings it, the Furash in Simen Kaf Dalet Halacha Zayin. Eno Pesek, Lo the Kadish, Lo the Kedusha, Ele Yishtag, Vikaven, Lamash Omer, Shliach Tzibur. 
The Heike Onei, it's, it's like you're answering, it's very good. The Rai if you're called up to Torah while you're davening, you can't go. So that was that was great, but then I remembered there was that Inyan and Brachot, we said, what if you come late to Shul? No one here comes late to davening, but if you happen to come late to davening, it happens sometimes, there's Ones sometimes, and they've already started. So we said over in Brachos, if you can recite your individual tefillah before he gets to Kedusha, then that's good, or if they've already started done Kedusha, at least before he gets to Modim, then that's good, you should go ahead. So I looked for that in the Shulchan Aruch, and I found it, and I found something else that was mind-boggling. Rabbi Sai, this is, this is absolutely riveting. This is to, to steal a synonym from, from uh, Rabbi Silver. This is, this is amazing. This is riveting. So he says, if you come late, so he says, this, this is in uh, Koftes. This is uh, 109 in Hilchas Tefillah. And, um, uh, and he says, they're already Yispolo. So go ahead and daven. If you're going to finish before they get to Kedusha, you're going to say the Kedusha. If not, don't daven and wait for them unless it's like you're going to run out of Mincha time. You're not going to be able to say Mincha. Uh, so if you can get them, at least get a Modim in with the Tzibur, so go ahead and do it. But this is amazing, what he says later. The Shulchan Aruch brings an interesting halacha that I, I didn't see before. So you, dav, you start davening the same time as the Shulchan Tzibur. You come in late, and he's already starting your petition, and you start, bam, word for word, you say with the Shulchan Tzibur. So in, in halacha base, he says, the Shulchan Aruch says to do it. He says, go ahead and say word for word with the Shulchan Tzibur, including the Kedusha, including the Nakti Shach, the, the Narit Shach. In any of the Kedusha, you say with the Shulchan Tzibur. The Ramah doesn't like it. He says, Avalach Adchila, Lo Yadchil. Uh, mm-hmm. So he says, really? So the Shulchan Aruch says you could say it word by word with the Shulchan Aruch. Ramah doesn't really like it. He says, only if you're going to lose the time, you're not going to be able to daven. Or you just said, Gula Tfila, you know, it's Arvit and you're Shachrit, and you just said Gula, you have to start with the Shulchan Aruch. Then you can rely on it. But here's Gimel, it's Allah Gimel, it's amazing. You're saying your individual Shmonas, right? And you get to Kedusha. So, you're, so he's, you started late, or you're going slowly. So you get to Kedusha, and you're silent Shmonas right at the same time that Tzibor is saying Kedusha. And, and this one is a Kedusha Desidra. It's, it's after, uh, after Ashrei. Don't say Kedusha with him. That's not the same Kedusha. Which is, which is Kedusha from Musaf, if you're doing uh, Nusach Sfard or Edo de Mizrach. You don't say Kadosh with their Keter. They're saying Keter, you're saying Kadosh. He says, that's good. So then there are Maybe you could say it with them. So the Rashi, so the Ramah says, Kinnari Iker, he says, this would be Iker. I've never seen this in a Siddur. But he, Ramah says, Lamase, if someone's saying Shacharit and he gets to Kedusha in his personal silent Shmonas, right, and they're davening Musaf already for Rosh Chodesh, and they're saying Kedusha, maybe he could say the Kedusha with their Kedusha because they're both a Kedusha of Shmonas, right? I've not seen this printed in the laws of any Siddur. I'm curious if that, someone brings this, Lachalacha Lamase, but the Ramah is an amazing thing, which is sort of this exception to Shomeyak One that maybe. You could say Kedusha, even though you're in the middle of your silent Shemona Esrei, when the Tzibor is saying a Kedusha, if they're equal Kedusha. It's not if it's Kedusha for the Ashrei Valetzion, Kadosh Kadosh, but it's Mamash Kedusha Shemona Esrei, perhaps you could do it. And it's also interesting that Shulchan Aruch says, if you come, 
you arrive at shul, you're a little late, but you're right when the tzibur is starting. Maybe you could say word by word. Ma doesn't like it unless you're going to run out of time. But the, the Shulchan Aruch brings it as an Eitzah to say word for word, including the Kedusha, during your, your Shulchan Aruch. So that is, is Lamaisa about Shomea Ke'one. So now we're picking up at the two dots on Lamed Tes. Ahmed Aleph, Makom Lichpo. Now again, we're talking about Halal, saying Halal in a place where they're no hate to double up. So we know sometimes we double Psukim. We say, Ana Hashem twice. So Tana, Rebbe, Rebbe Kofil. So Rebbe doubled up. Rebbe doubled some things. He says we're doubling up. Badvarim. Uh, he doubled up some of the Psukim in Halal. Rebbe Elizabeth ben Parta, Mosif Badvarim. Rebbe Elizabeth ben Parta, he would add on things in Halal. That sounds strange. My Mosif, the Gemara what is he adding? It doesn't mean he's adding something new. He's adding on by doubling other psukim. There's a famous passage where we slow down. We start saying, So we say that twice. The odacha we say twice. That's what we're talking about. That's what Rabbi Elizabeth Porta would actually double up. He would double up. So it's an amazing Rashi. We actually skipped this Rashi yesterday. So we're going we're to go back. I'm doing tshuva. It's Elul. I have to do tshuva. There's a big Rashi on yesterday's daf who says what we do nowadays for hollow because our mission is talking about before when it was one person who was makri was reading for everybody hollow, and if it was a katan they had to repeat if it was a gadol they could listen along and they would say amen they'd say hallelujah and they'd be yotze like that so the Rashi says and this is the top line of Rashi on Lamed Ches on the base on 38b he says Mimasha on the roim what do we see today in our days right now a thousand years ago uh, he says I'll explain it to you. We say hallelujah, which is the, the first two Tehillim in, um, in the hollow. We don't say hallelujah after every, after every Tehillim or after every Pasuk like they used to do. We say hallel together uh, with the reader. We repeat hodu after the Shlech Tzibur. We read along with him. Acharav. So we repeat after him, and those are repeated and doubled. So we end up saying them four times total if you add the tzibur and the shlich tzibur. That's what we do. This is not like what they used to do in the days of the Mishnah. They would say hallelujah after everything instead of repeating the Pasuk or repeating uh, certain phrases. That's what a Mishnah said. So they all say this. So Rava says, our minchag right now, that's what we read yesterday in the Gemara, what's the main thing of the Kriyat Chalo? When they first established Chalo. Everyone had to read it. It was an obligation to recite Chalo. But not everybody knew Chalo by heart. And again, they did not have a lot of Sidorim back then. We take for granted that we have a massive amount of Sidorim. They might have had one for every shul or one for every city. Who knows? They didn't have printing press back then. They had to memorize a lot of tefillah. Baal tefillah back then had it memorized. That, that was the, the godless being of Baal tefillah then. Uh, tiknu echad kore. So their tekona was one person reads it for everyone. Acherim shomin. Everyone else listens. Kol oning mixas. They would all they would answer some of it. They would answer hallelujah. They'd repeat some of it. Everyone's bucky in the days of Rashi. I don't know if everyone had a sither in the days of Rashi, but everyone was bucky. Rashi was before the printing press. Even though we all we all can read it, we can all have it memorized in the days of Rashi, we do repeat so Rashi says, nowadays we're bikin. I don't know if they had a sitter or not, but they were bikin. They knew it, but they still, nonetheless, they would repeat certain phrases, including the hodu and the anahoshia. It's beautiful. Okay, yet 
not everyone was here yesterday, so I'm going to say something I said yesterday, and you'll forgive me if you were here yesterday. The Gerer Rebbe told his Hasidim, he said, the, the most important phrase in Hollow is Ana Hashem. And the Hasidim said, oh, is the, you know, they're, they're talking amongst themselves, is this Ana Hashem Hoshiyana or Ana Hashem Matzlichana? Is the, is the Yeshua of Hashem more important or the Hashem makes us Matzlich? That, well, that's what we're davening for. So they're arguing back and forth. They go back to the Gerer Rebbe, and they say, listen, Rebbe, some of us say it's Hoshia, some of us say it's Hoslicha, which is it? And he says, no, you're wrong, no, you're wrong. There's another Ana Hashem, who knows? Kimi Avdecha, beautiful. So the Gerer Rebbe said the most important Ana Hashem in Halal, to have Kavana, to really get it into your life, is Ana Hashem Kiani Avdecha, Ani Avdecha Ben I am your servant, I am your, I'm your Evid, I am Meshuba to you, Hashem. You need to be Shiviti Hashem and Negdi Tamei. Imagine Hashem's in front of you all the time, and you will lead an exceptional, amazing life. I'm not sure I can do it myself, but I guarantee if you do it, I, I guarantee you. Bedukim in the say, according to Shulchan Aruch, Shaviti, Hashem Negdi Tamid, incorporate this midah of Anashem, Kini Avdecha. That's the most more Anna. So this was the Rashi who was explaining the Minag of Achshav, which is what we do. We read it from a Siddur, we recite it, and certain things we do double, certain things we do repeat. So that's what the Mishnah meant. Makshim Nagadu Lichpol, the place where they have the Minag Lichpol to double up. We go ahead and double up. We say it twice. We say it along with the Shlech Tzibur. We repeat it to ourselves too. The mission said where they have the minag to make a brocha on the halal. They make a brocha. This Mishnah is only referring to the bracha after the halal. The halucha that we say after is sort of a concluding bracha of the anishevach of halal. Of all the fun of, but saying a bracha before the halal, mitzvah levarech. It's a mitzvah to be to be have a bracha in front of the halal. Now this, Rav is the halal for a chag for for sukkas. For Rosh Chodesh, there's actually a machlokas. There's another Gemara uh, where Rav went to a city and he saw they're saying a bracha on halal and he got very confused. He said, Why are they saying a bracha on halal? That's very strange. It's a minag, and they're pushing it there. They were making a, that place was making a bracha. Because it was Rosh Chodesh, and they had a minog to make a bracha on Halal on Rosh Chodesh. And this is the minog Ashkenaz, but obviously it wasn't the minog of Rav, because Rav was very confused. Why are they saying a bracha on Halal for, Halal for Rosh Chodesh? That's for, for uh, Chagim. So the Sephardim don't say a bracha on the Halal on Rosh Chodesh, but the Ashkenazim do. So it's, it's that minog, the bracha before, is, is minog in terms of Rosh Chodesh, but here it's a halacha for, for Chagim. For the times we say full Halal, during holidays we definitely say a bracha before it. And um, Abai is adding that this, when the Mishnah says, in a place where they know it, to say the bracha, that's the bracha after it. That's sort of optional, and it's mega makum, and nowadays we all do say it. Every mitzvah is a mitzvah to praise Hashem using the hollow. It's a mitzvah deraisa to praise Hashem. We said yesterday to have tefillah, but it's a mitzvah to use hollow. And every bracha we make over the siyatan, this famous phrase, right before accomplishing the mitzvah. My over Why do we know that that over, which usually means passing or crossing, means going in front of? So this man Achimatz ran through the kikar through the field, and he passed the kushi by. What is he referring to? When Avshalom was nifter, okay, not just nifter, he was he was killed during the war. Avshalom was killed, and the general said a kushi to run and tell David and Melech. Rahimatz wanted to be uh, Zaris and go tell David and Melech himself. And he ran ahead and he passed him and he got to tell David and Melech first, which was very upsetting and very traumatic for David and Melech because he had Davin for Avshalom to do tshuva and for not, not to be killed. And he had instructed his generals, please, please, don't kill Avshalom. He wanted to, to capture him and bring him back and please do tshuva. And it was, 
you have to realize this was a civil war. This was a terrible civil war. Thousands of people died. David Melech fled Yerushalayim from his own son. His own son defiled his concubines and rejected his father entirely. And all this because the, they say that, that David Melech never chastised him properly, never called him out for doing things wrong. He had sort of an inflated ego and thought he could become king even in David's lifetime. But David Melech, he truly loved his son Absalom and was really really uh, shaken by the news that he had actually died. And so this, this running, Achimatz ran in front of the Kushi to tell the bad news. Never never run to be the bearer of bad news is really the lesson here. So that's, that's Ya'avor, he went in front. Abaya Marhacha, Abaya is another source, who Avar Lifnehem, that this was actually by Yaakov. Yaakov, it seems in the Pesukim, Yaakov sent his, his wives and his children. It sounds like he sent them ahead, but then it says Yaakov Avar Lifnehem. Yaakov actually went first. So he sort of organized them and put them in front, and then Yaakov went ahead to meet Esav uh, first. Or you can say, here's another source of Yavor Malkam Lifnehem Hashem Berosham. And the, uh, this, is, this is a pasuk in Micha. Aleha Poritz Lifnehem Partsuv Yavoru Sha'ar Vayetsuvo Yavor Malkam Lifnehem Hashem Berosham. Their king goes in front of them, and Hashem, the true king, is Berosham, is Yavor, he's crossing to be in front of us. We learn from here, over really means in front of, over passing means in front of. There's an amazing Taisvis. And it's very Lamaisa, so it's the second Taisos on the page. Over the Siyatan. Okay, we're not going to read the whole, don't get scared. We're not going to read the whole thing. But uh, he, this, is a, this is a very Yisodic, Yisodical, is, there, is that a word in English? Yisodical? Yisodistic. Yisodistic is now officially a, thank you, it's officially a word. We have, we have a, we have a, uh, we're masking him there. The Taisos says, Mitam You have to make the brach and before you take it. If you picked it up, once you picked it up, you're Yodse. So he says, how do you pick up your Lulav, your Arba Minim, without, and then you say the Bracha, but you're not Yodse. He says, what do you actually do to make the Bracha on your Lulav? So he actually has four suggestions, a few lines down. So Shema, Mishayatya, Little Lulav, maybe when you take the Lulav, you should pick up your Lulav, your Hoshana, your, your greenery, your three species, before you pick up the Etrog, Mivarech then. You know, over the siyatan, because if you're not picking up the esrog, also you're not yotze, you're dalid minim. Uh, so he says that's pretty good to pick up your three year species, then make the bracha, then pick up the esrog. He has another suggestion: You pick up all of them. This is the famous upside down etrog. So if your etrog is upside down, you're not yotze. As we say at the end of this parak in a few days. You're not yodse unless they're in the way they grow, the normal way, right side up. So if you have your, your etrog upside down, you're not yodse, even though you're carrying your etrog and your lulav at the same time. You can go out to the sukkah like that, then say the bracha, then you say the bracha, turn your etrog right side up, and do your na'anuim. Right. And then there's a, a third suggestion. Maybe you could actually pick them up, like normal, the right, right side up, but you have kavana not to be yodse. This sounds fantastic. He's doing the misa of a mitzvah without the kavana to do a mitzvah, and Taisa suggests maybe you're not yodse yet, and you can still make your bracha over lisiyata. He explains uh, ad acher so you don't have kavana latzedbo ad acher bracha. The avol gav the rinim besof reuhu bezdin. We say within Rosh Hashanah the mitzvot enu tzrichad kavana that doing the mitzvah doesn't really need kavana as long as you're going through the motions. Okay, Rabbi say no one here is going through the motions. But if you're, if you know, if you're, if you're have your tefillin and your talis on and you're doing like this and you're saying Shema, 
but you, you didn't have Kavona first, I want to be Yotze, the mitzvah of Shema, but you're actually saying Shema, and you're going through, you're doing everything right, you're Yotze Shema, you don't have to go back and say L'Shem Yichud before you, before you do it, because mitzvah ain't Tzricha Kavana, mikomakom, balkarcha lo nothing, you can't be Yotze a mitzvah balkarcha against your will. So even though mitzvah don't need Kavana, if you have specific Kavana, you have specific intention not to be Yotze until I make the bracha, you can't be Yotze against your will. It's a beautiful thing, you can't do a mitzvah against your will. It reminds us of, uh, we're going to learn in Gittin later, how we beat up the guy who doesn't want to give a get until he wants to give the get, you know? So it's, okay, sounds, uh, okay. Well, I'm not going to get into that, but uh, it's, it's, it's kind of like that. You, need, you have to have the, the will, the das, or you're not yodzei. Okay, so he brings why they don't explain that. Inami, the fourth suggestion, mishim delo gamra mitzvota. You don't have intention to finish the mitzvah, until you do the waving. So really, taking them, picking them up, you're Yotze the Mitzvah, but in your mind, you don't want to be Yotze the Mitzvah until you do your wavings. Like we explained yesterday, the forward and back, and the back and forth, the up and down, and, and Ramal brought, you could turn the thing upside down, but no one does this. So because you have in mind, you don't want to finish your Mitzvah until you do the waving. So when you first pick it up, you're not Yotze the Mitzvah, and you could still make the bracha and then do the wavings immediately. The predominant thing I see is people either pick up their lulav and have their etrog on a table right in front of them. That's the, his first suggestion. Or people do the upside-down etrog, especially if you're going out, walking out to the sukkah right before halal and then coming back for halal. A lot of people, you'll see the upside-down uh, etrog. So it's, uh, that, that, that works. That's the second suggestion in Taisvos. So this is a critical Taisvos to understand when people are walking around with upside-down etroging. Beautiful. Mishnah. This Mishnah is completely unrelated, but it's it's beautiful. Halokeach lulav mechavero. You bought a lulav from your friend. Now Rashi here says he's not your friend, so that's that's going to sound a little shocking. Rashi says what's going on. He says the first Rashi of the Mishnah says li nirei halokeach lulav meama aretz garsinan. Deha ba'ama aretz kamairi. The Gemara is going to explain this is an ama aretz we're dealing with because he's he's we suspect him of not being totally honest with Shvius, and that's going to be the problem. We're going to find out. Says in an amaritz, if you're a chaver, an amaritz is not really called a chaver. I mean, we understand a chaver means a friend, but a chaver can also mean someone who holds himself to a very high standard of kedusha and tara. His produce is always tithe. His things are always tahor. But the taisvus says otherwise. The taisvus says there are many places in shas where they call someone as an amaritz a chaver. There's a woman who borrows something mechaverta, hashud al So she borrows from chaverta. There's a place places it says. You go ask your chaver to pick you to Einim, so you have to tie them to Mai. You see from there is an Amad Aretz, who is a chaver. He says, listen, they're still called friends. Someone can be at a different madrega than you are and still be your friend. It's very important to keep in mind. You shouldn't lose friendships because you're, you're trying to be machmir on something and maybe they're made. Okay. There, there are sometimes dangers associating with certain, you know, certain elements that really, if they're dragging you down, they're dragging you down. Nebuch. But if he's a friend, he's a friend. You know, and, and you shouldn't... Uh, Shouldn't be trampling on other people in the name of Hashem. Hashem wants us to all be chaverim, to all be brothers. We shouldn't be uh, rejecting our brothers because of minor doctrinal differences. Okay, enough, enough uh, hashkafa here. So he says, Lokeach lulav mechavero, and this chavero is an amar, it's shviit, during shviit. Shviit is coming, verbosa, shviit is about to come. Notin lo etrog b'matana, get the etrog to be a gift. You can't buy the etrog during shviit. So we can't do business with perot shvit is going to be the problem. So the Gemara asks, Lo What if this Amaretz who's selling you your Arba Minim doesn't want to give it as a gift? Mahu, what do you do? You swallow the price of the etrog in with the lulav. We're going to do all of this, not next month, but next year. We're going to find out why. But we 
pay extra for the lulav and they'll throw in the esrog as a gift. So that's what they do to avoid the iser of selling an esrog because we don't do business with peros shviz. We're going to find out later why the lulav is not an issue of peros shviz, but the esrog is an issue of peros shviz. Um, a lot of answers. We're going to get to that tomorrow also. We're going to explain that. But right now, the issue is we don't want to do business with the etro. We don't want him selling you the etro and you giving him money for the etro because that money will get kedushat of Shvit. So we throw it in with the Lulav and the Hadassi and the Aravel. You pay more for the other ones and you get your free etro. Right. So, so why not just, uh, just give it to him uh, explicitly? Lefisha ain motion de peyrot shvit. So why can't you just give him the money for the etrog? Ain motion peyrot shvit. We don't give sorry demay peyrot shvit the money for peyrot shvit lama aritz. So Rashi says, what's he gonna do? He's gonna hold on to the money after shot beer because the money that you use to buy shvit gets kedusha of shvit. So the the shvit now you can eat it. Shvit has a certain level of kedusha, and when you buy it, the kedusha goes on to the money. Now you can eat the shvit produce. It's yours to eat. You can't do business with it. You can't buy it and sell it further. But you can eat it, and that mm-hmm. money is Kedusha of Shvit, and it would need Bior. Bior is the time when you leave out the Perot Shvit, when they're all gone from the fields. We're going to learn about this in depth later on, but when all the, the Perot is done, the, the wild animals can't find it out in the fields, so you have an obligation of Bior to set it out. There's a machlokas, what is Bior? The one opinion is you even have to burn it. Most people do not hold like this. I've never seen that happen. Just put it out and say it's Hefker, and then you could even bring it back inside. So even if it's Hefker for 10 minutes... It's all right. Even if you unlock the field and say, come and get whatever you want, that's all right, too. According to some shitas. I'm not, I'm not poskening. I'm not Bucky and Shvius. And Shvius is very complicated, as we're going to find out this year. And Eretz Israel, we are having Shvius in a couple weeks. So it's complicated. But Lamaisa, we can't do business with Perot Shvius. And the money you use to buy your Perot Shvius gets this Kedusha. And we don't want Namarts to have it because he might misuse it. The Rashi says he might leave it after beer. Tyson here says he's going to buy other things with it. You only buy food with with money of shviit, money used that you got from selling per shviit. You can't buy a volume karkayod. You can't give it to the bathhouse attendant, the movie theater, or anything like this. You have to use it for food and drink. It, it's a little bit like meiser sheni, but instead of meiser sheni in your shalim, it's like olive oil Israel. But you can only use it for food and drink. It has this, this special kedusha. So we don't give it to ama aretz. mazon There's an exception. We can give him money of per shviit of mazon shalar sudot money for that day's food, for three meals. Now, it's really that day's food. Why are there three meals? We don't really eat two meals a day. But on Shabbos, we have three meals, so we'll give him enough money for three meals. A masar yomer, and if you did give him the money for an etrog, so you're a chaver, you're buying your abamini, you gave the amar, it's money for an etrog. Yomer, you have to say, hare maut halalu yehemuchulalin, you have to say, this money I gave him, and now the money is in his hands. It's not your money anymore, but this money has Kedusha of Shvit. It's, it's Kedusha of Demei Shvit. He has to buy food and drink with it. So now you're going to be mahalo that money onto Perot you have at home. So now you're going to give some non-Shvit Perot, because shvit, Perot Shvit already has this Kedusha. You're going to give some regular Perot, some leftover crops, that Kedusha of the money. So you sort of have to buy it back by exchanging the Kedusha on the money you gave him onto some fruit that you have in your own house. Uh, and you go and you eat that food that you, that's in your house with Kedusha Shvit. That's when he got this etrog from Mufkar. You're buying from an Amaretz who got it from Mufkar. Mufkar is Hefkar. It was an open field. And the din is people have to make their field Hefkar. But from a guarded field, Rashi says it's fenced and the door is locked. And that's Asr to do on Shvit. It has to be Hefker. You can't give him any Dmei Shvit. You can't pay him anything 
for Shviyad Prodas because he's not supposed to use that. He's supposed to take that from a guarded field. It's supposed to be unlocked and have care. Tosos brings Rabbeinu Tam. It's mamish, it's usher. These pears Menu Shumar are mamish usher to eat entirely, usher to use entirely. Maybe you'd say Misos Lav Lahedesnit, that you could use it for, for an etrog, uh, but it's really usher to have it locked up. So sometimes you'll see on Shvit, uh, the field might be fenced, the field might be locked, but there's a sign up that says the keys in my shtender and such and such shul. I've seen this. They have a sign up on the gate, and it says on Shvit, and Lamaisa, it's locked, so you know the riffraff doesn't go in, but he says the keys in my shtender, and anyone who wants to take my pair of Shvit from my, my orchard or my field, you go ahead, and the keys in my shtender, it's in this row, in this shul, top dafka where it is, and you can go get the key, and you can go in there and take whatever you want. That's still hefker. It's only hefker for people who are willing to read the sign and go into the shtender and get the key, but it's still Lamaisa, I've seen it done. I mean, I'm, I'm not sure which rab was machsher, but apparently it works, because I've seen it done in Eretz Yisrael. Amazing thing. So that, that does work. It's not Mishumar, and that would be Mutter. So he says, so, Multiple uh, Shaisha, so Mina Mufka, or Gimel Sudas with Tulo. So even if he's taking from Hefker, he, we only give him three Sudos worth of money. You couldn't pay him very much money for this Etrog. If it's a very Mahudar Etrog, it could cost more than the money of three Sudos. But Tulo or Minhu, but there's another Mishnah in Shviz, Hapegam, which is Ru, some sort of plant. Har. Here, buzin and sorrel, the hashitin, asparagus, the halgalugot, wow. which is persane. I'm not sure what that is, but all the botanists will help us out. Kusbar, coriander, shibaharim of the mountains. Karpas, shibanaharo, the crests in the rivers. Pagargir, shell efar, and this is the meadow rocket, some sort of spice. Paturim in a miser, they're pater from miser. The nikhin mikol adam, you can buy them from anybody but shvit, during shvit. The fisha ein kiyotse behen, nishmar, because people don't guard these things. These are sort of wild growing crops, and they sort of, uh, they, they grow anywhere. People don't really pay attention to them, so they don't really have this status on shvit of being guarded. So you can buy them from anybody, you can pay any amount of money for them. So he asked the Shaila, and he answered the Shaila, enough for his uh, his man, his mizanis shanu, enough for him to eat. Enough for him to eat. Man here is, of course, mana from heaven, but it's enough for him to eat his, his uh, three meals. Shanu. My mashma, the high man, listen to mizana. How do we know the man means mizana? So now we know because man means mana, but how do we know here it means food? Uh, it says in Daniel, let me see, try to find the puzzle here. The king gave them their food enough for the day, every single day. So he, he had them there for two years, three years, and some of them stood before the mouth. This is a puzzle in Daniel. There's an interesting puzzle in Daniel because actually what Daniel does, and uh, Daniel Olaf, the king of Babel gave him a lot of food. They gave him food, and there's wine, and there's everything. And Daniel famously started to be, he, was, he started to be a vegan because it wasn't kosher food. So he was getting all this royal food from the palace, but it wasn't kosher food, so he went vegan. He would only eat seeds and rice and things that were, that were like mamish, had no shilas of kashrus on them. So he was, the, it's not recommended, so it's an exception. This shows you that veganism is an exception, and it's only an emergency situation. Otherwise, he'd have the meat and the wine if it was kosher. So it's a, it's a proof from Daniel about veganism. Anyway, but uh, we see that man, by man the, the king of uh, the king of Babel gave him man, gave him food. Okay, so before we get to Ihachi Lulav Nami, so this amazing thing is Shvi, we're holding right now on Shvi, but it's Tosefet Shvi. So there's such a thing as Tosefet Shvi, and we actually had this last week. Does anyone remember there was a Halacha Lemoshe Sumisinai about 
Schwedes. We had it last week. Anybody? Somebody. Somebody said something about trees. I heard something about trees. Okay. Way back, way, way back on Lamed Dolid. It's Lamed Dolid. We had a halacha called Eser Netilt. And we were asking about, um, we mentioned Eser Netilt, Arava. The Arava, Nisuchamayim, is halacha of Moshe Messinai. So the Rashi here explains on Lamed Dalid, Ahmed Aleph. He says, what is this Eser Netiot? What does this have to do with Shvit? He says, it's a Mishnah, he said it was a Raim in Shvit. Eser Netiot, 10 saplings. These are fresh young trees. They are scattered within a Beit Seah, which is Nun by Nun Amah. It's, it's a certain amount of land. So the trees are Chavrim also. They're, they have, they're equidistant. The trees are at equal distances in this Beit Seah. Tafsu Beit Seah. They say they're in they're in the planted in this they in this Beit Seah nun ama al nun ama mifarazot la orech rochav scattered throughout b'shava equally chorshin kol Beit Seah bishvilan you can plow this entire area this entire Beit Seah for these new saplings for these trees erev shvit ad Rosh Hashanah so until Rosh Hashanah this is right now this is during Elo ad Rosh Hashanah you can still plow your field with your eser natio they're equidistant ten saplings. Even though right now in Elul, it's a mitzvah of Tosefes Shviz, of the added on time to Shviz. So it's a Pasuk, Rabbi Kiva's Dorish, this Pasuk, Mecharish, Katsur, Tishbot, but the Torah has told us that it's Asr on Shviz. So he says, it's Harish, Shal Erev Shviz, Tanichnas to Shviz, Asr, Lacharish, Shloshim Yom, Lifnei Rosh Hashanah. So 30 years before Rosh Hashanah, he says, Asr to plow your fields. This is Erev Shvit. It's Tosefet Shvit. Like we have Tosefet Shabbos. We start Shabbos. We bring Shabbos a little bit before Shkia. And coming attraction for a month from now, there's also Tosefet Yom Kippur, which is also Deir Isa. Yom Kippur is like Shabbos. You have to add a little bit on. Me'achol ala Kodesh. You have to add on. So that's uh, something to keep in mind. If you're running late Erev Yom Kippur, don't run late. Please. <laughs> it's it's Deir Isa. Uh, and, and he says here, Tushviyas is the Arisa, 30 days before we add on. And he brings, uh, Rashi continues to explain, based on Mod Katon, that the Chazal say even from Pesach, certain, a certain uh, plowing they wouldn't do. And even uh, from Shavuos, they wouldn't, do, they wouldn't plow for trees. It's only for these 10 saplings were makel during the 30 days, which is really the Der Risa, Tosefis. But we are makel for these Esernetios because they need to be plowed. They're, they need to aerate the roots and they need to have access to the, for the water to get to the roots. And uh, so, so we allow it for the Esernetiot in this Beit Rashi says, Ilanot Zekenim, old established trees, Nesar, Lamed Yom, Beit's Aser, 30 days, leave Nereshashana. You can't plow them. He brings from Moed Katan, they explain there. But the Esernetiot, the young trees, are very different. This reminds us. We talked about yesterday being parents of, of young children and trying to protect them from the outside world, but children need a lot of nourishment. You, I mean, I'm not saying you take them out to the field and you make them plow, but I'm saying they need, they need air, they need water, they need natural environment. They need a lot of love when they're young. They need a lot of love. They need a lot of open space. So we're, you know, we're makel, air shvies. We, we plow the field because these esernetil, these 10 saplings, they need, extra, they need extra food, they need extra water, they need extra aeration, they need a little extra. So it's always Kadai as parents to stop and give a little extra. We're so busy. All of us are so busy. And uh, just to stop and give some extra attention to our to our little saplings at home. It's it's so chashuv, it's so chashuv that we're makel Erev Shvit, which is the Raisa for it. So you understand, Esr Nitiot, Halacha Sinai, and it's Halacha for all of us, the Masay. So that's that's Erev Shvit. It's interesting, Elul right now, it's not just it's not just Tosefis Shmita. 
There's another thing that happens on uh, Rosh Chodesh Elul, not just we brought out the shofar. If anyone else knows what Rosh Chodesh Elul is, I heard some mumbling. We're coming up, we're getting to be almost to the Gemara Rosh Hashanah. We're almost to Rosh Hashanah. We're almost to the Gemara Rosh Hashanah also. Anyone know what Rosh Hashanah is? It has to do with the first Elul? It's a new year. Whose new year? Behemoth, Behemoth. Okay, Elon is, is too much, but Behemoth, Behemoth. It's the Rosh Hashanah for Behemoth uh, is Elul. So I was Zoche a long time ago when I was, I used to be young. When I was young a long time ago, I was Zoche to be by Rav Mordechai Eliyahu, that's all. Uh, when he was starting, it was Rosh Chodesh, El, it was Motzei Rosh Chodesh Elul. So it was the night after Rosh Chodesh Elul because we don't say Slichot on Rosh Chodesh itself. So it was the first day of Elul that we say Slichot. So at Chatzot, at midnight, we went to his shul in Givat Shaul, and Mordechai Leahu comes in, and I tried to get close to him, and the bodyguards shoved me, because it's Eretz Yisrael, that's what they do. You know how it is. And uh, he, gave, he gave a little drusha, and he mentioned this halacha, that uh, Rosh Chodesh Elul is Rosh Hashanah for Behema. And he said, we're about to say Slichot. I can't say it as well as he did. And he said it in beautiful Ivrit, and my Ivrit is not beautiful. But he said, beautifully, we're about to start Slichot, and we have this month of Avodah of Elul. You have to understand that the Sephardim say Slichot an entire month. I'm not saying anyone's a sinner, anyone's not a sinner or anything, but okay. The Sephardim, for an entire month of Elul, say Slichot early in the morning or at midnight, and uh, not, not just between Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, an entire month of Elul. So he was saying, we're about to bring this, have this Avodah of Elul, and today, Rosh Chodesh was Rosh Hashanah the Behemah. And it's the time to, of accounting for all the Behemah. He says, and there's Behemah in all of us. All of us, sometimes we, are, we act like a Behemah, God forbid, or we're pulled to act like a Behemah, and now it's time to take stock. It's Elul. It's time to take stock of the, realize that you're a human being with a holy neshama. You're not just a body like an animal. You're something higher, and you can, you can overcome any sort of behemoness. I don't know if that's a word either, but behemakite that you have is now in Elul is the time to overcome that. So here we are, Baruch Hashem in Elul, many years later, and I remember what Rav Mordechai Eliyahu Zetzal said. Uh, it was beautiful. That was, that was amazing shul. After the Nates Minyan there, they would pass out Tehillim, and they would say the entire book of Tehillim right after the Nates Minyan, and, uh, and then give you coffee. It was very nice, very beautiful. So was, uh, Rav Mordechai Eliyahu Zetzal said uh, about Elul and about uh, Rosh Hashanah uh, for the behema, to remove the behemakite. And uh, that's uh, from Elul is the Tosefet Shvit, a Deraisa. There's a Tosefet Shvit, Tosefet Shemitah, and we don't plow except for these Eser Netiyot that we had last week we discussed. Beautiful. So, okay, a little bit more, and we'll wrap up. Okay, got to find my place again. Ihachi Lulav Nami. If there's a problem with Shvit, Lulav Nami, there should also be a problem with the Lulav. So there's a problem with your Etrog. Don't give money for your Etrog to the Amaaretz. Be mavlia, swallow it up, and if you did, you have to be mahalo the money on perot, regular perot you have in your house. What about the lulav? Isn't the lulav? Say lulav bar shishi The lulav is from the sixth year entering the seventh year. So the lulav really grew. Most of the growth happens last year before Shemitah started. I mean, we can't say the lulav grew during the 15 days from Rosh Hashanah until Sukkot. So... They they say uh, okay lulav lulav bar shishit nichlas shvit hu ihachi if so etrog nami bar shishit nichlas shvit hu he so they say etrog should also be if you're if you have a nice ripe etrog now Rashi says it's impossible that this whole etrog grew in the 15 days from Rosh Hashanah until Sukkot it's impossible it must have been most of the growth was last year and we know from an etrog it can it's pre eight hadar what does that mean hadar it's on the pshatim it stays stays on the tree year to year. 
So it could even be two years old or three years old. At least it's from last year. We can't say most of the etro grew during Shemiti, during, during the 15 days we've already had of Shemit. So etrognami, they say, no, etrog is different. Etrog batar lekita azlina. An etrog goes after harvesting. An etrog is like a vegetable that the miser and the shvit status of the etrog goes after the time of harvesting. Again, because the etrog is a special fruit. Because it stays on the tree from year to year, we can't say, well, this etrog is from three years ago, this one's from four years ago, that one's from last year. It would be completely confusing. You have to label every etrog on the tree. It's not really possible. So it, it goes after vegetables. Rashi here actually explains because it, it's, it's gadol okomayim. It needs a lot of water, like vegetables. We say an etrog is gadol okomayim. It needs not only rainwater, it needs artificial irrigation to grow properly. I'm not bucking etrogian, but that's what Rashi says. So it, therefore, it's like a yerek, like vegetables that also need uh, irrigation constantly. So the etrog goes after Lakita. When you pick the etrog, that's what we go for Meiser and for Shemitah, Azlinan. Baha, Bain Rabbin Gamaliel, Bain Rabbi Eliezer, Inyan Shvit, Etrog, Batar, Hanata, Azlinan. But they, both of these Tanaim, go after Hanata, which is the budding. When the flower buds into the fruit, it's Chonet, uh, this Hanata, they say that's the time that matters. Ditznan, the Mishnah says, Etrog, Shavel, Elon, Begimel, Drachim. And Etrog is like a tree for three things. A Yerek, Bederek, Echad. And like a Yerek, like a vegetable for one thing. Shavel, Elon, Begimel, Drachim, the Orla. Orla is the first three years. We don't eat any of the fruit. It's Asr, the Ravai. That's the fourth year. Kerem, uh, Ravai. We take it to Yerushalayim, the Shvit. And Shvit, we go up be like a tree. The Yerek, Bederek, Echad. And it's like a vegetable for one thing. Turning over to Mem. That is, Lekita is for the Meiser. So the, the, it goes after Meiser from the time you pick the Etrog, not from the time it grows. We see it goes after Hanata, the budding, according to, at least according to Rabbi Gamliel and Rabbi Eliezer, it goes after the budding. Divi Rabbi Gamliel. Rabbi Eliezer Omer, Etrog Shavel Ilan, the Kol Damar. He says the Etrog is like a tree entirely. Hu Damar ki hai Tana. So he agrees with this Tana, the Tanya, Rabbi Yosei, of Tulmos, Heid Mishum Chamisha Zakanim, he testified from five Zakanim, Etrog, Achar Lekita, Lemeiser. He says, Etrog goes up when you pick it only for Meiser, not necessarily for Shvit. Rabotainu Nimnu Usha, and our rabbis got together in Usha, and they voted. And this vote was an honest vote. There was no Dominion servers, there was no Russian collusion, there was nothing. It was a great vote in Usha. The Amru, Bain Lemeiser, Bain Lemeiser, Shvit. So it's, it's Shvit. For, either for Meiser or Shvit, it goes after when you pick it. Why are we talking about Shvi? This is what they're really teaching. So that's what Rabbi Eliezer Rabbi Gamliel said. They said it would go after Hanata, after the budding. So it's going to be a problem. You have to keep track of when every fruit on the tree buds. And it could be different etrogim from different years on the same tree. Our rabbis voted in Usha. They got together. They voted. We're going to leave off there, but we see that they voted. And they decided that really the halacha for etrog is it goes after when you pick it like a vegetable. So you see the etrog is a very special tree. And it reminds us the etrog is like our heart. And the etrog, our heart can be up on the tree for many years. And no one's using it. And it's, you know, it's our, it's our heart. It's full of emotions and thoughts and desires and powers and goals. But it's up on the tree. It doesn't come into action until you pick it. You have to open up your heart. You have to pick it. You have to start using it. And then it comes into action. And we go basar lakita. Hazaga Baruch, have a great week.